0: Welcome to our first ever trailer podcast. My name is Suzanne Morning. I'm an intuitive guide and channel healing energy. As your host, myself and a collection of vibrant souls will be bringing you inspiring stories, revelations and messages of hope to sustain and inform you on this winding journey we call life. And at the end of each month, we'll be channeling guidance for a question and answer session. So email your questions to us at thebrewwithsuzannemorning at gmail.com. Plus any feedback or topic suggestions you may have. And don't forget to visit us on suzannemorning.com for free healing meditations. Disclaimer. This is for recreational purposes only. Please seek the advice of relevant professionals and your doctor in all medical matters. The portal is open. Grab your cuppa, open your heart and here begins The Brew with Suzanne Morning. The Brew with Suzanne Morning. I want to share a little bit of how I came to be channeling and that involves going back into my past, my family, my history, a bit of my journey. So I was raised in Auckland, New Zealand by a Kiwi dad and a Welsh mother in a pretty fundamental Christian evangelical home now that religion was really important to dad gave him a lot of stability because his childhood was pretty scarred by a father who'd get violent when he was drunk and he was in and out of prison and um, a cold detached mother uh, she struggled i guess to do her best but there was no welfare back then She was a missionary, a wannabe missionary who was forced into a loveless marriage through a shotgun wedding on the bed of a pregnancy from her, well who would become her husband and the lure of her financial dowry. So it was a pretty loveless and unhappy marriage, that's what dad grew up in. It's remarkable the man dad became considering everything he went through but his beliefs and giving them to us and providing a safe, secure, stable home was really everything he wanted to do in light of what he had been through and hadn't received so mum and dad met in a church it was called the tabernacle Um, and through our childhood they would often regale their friends with stories and memories of being in the tab as they affectionately called it and that was a baptist church now my mother who is very intuitive well she's well she's Celtic. she's got the gift Um, but it was used in limited ways within the christian church who do recognize and use a lot of the gifts but there are some limitations on it which i have stepped outside Of on my journey but just going back to mum again she was an intuitive and she saw my dad singing in the choir looking all gorgeous with his blonde hair and his dreamy blue eyes and she announced to her auntie that's my future husband I'm going to marry him. Interesting enough my father just a few weeks before had also announced to his mates that uh, I'm not going to go church hopping looking for pretty girls because I believe that God will bring the right woman to me and even if that means she has to cross the ocean to get to me she will and I believe and I'm not looking and she'll come to me well about a year later a small and feisty little Welsh woman did step off a ship in Auckland and made her way to his church stepped into his life and his heart and they have been together forever now I feel a little biblical frequency coming on so the union of Betty and Gordon came to pass, and there was much rejoicing. And thus it was ordained in the air of our hippie lord, in the mid-1960s, that the two became one flesh. And from their bouncing loins did beget their first offspring, a beautiful and gifted, okay, well, actually, a Flemian, dairy-allergic, annoying, inquisitive child, that's me, they named Suzanne. So this child was dedicated to the Lord and raised on Baptist hymns, Sunday school picnics and the reverence of a male God who, incidentally, wanted woman to submit and cook. So I was never really going to do well on either of those scores. I still tend to burn a lot of my food. Now this god also wrote many rule books in his free time and his smiling face belied the possession of a stick hidden behind his back, used in love, of course, to correct wayward congregationalists or people who were just too happy or those who, God forbid, might think for themselves or dare to ask the Almighty out for coffee and confront him on uh, just a few issues here. But right, back to the first person, I feel the biblical frequency waning. Um, When I look back, though, I did love the community feeling. There were shared values of of kindness and forgiveness and beautiful hymns. and There was always someone there to love and support you, and we spent many happy holidays and weekends um, within the church and all the activities they had and I'm still in touch with a lot of those people um, and I loved so much of the message however there were some bits I did not cut the mustard and were hmm, questionable when I think back I remember many hours sitting in church sitting through tedious sermons And I do remember being permitted to take my precious ballerina jewellery box and quietly mend my jewellery with my tweezers. I still love jewellery to this day. So let's fast forward from my Baptist upbringing um, to my 20s. Um, I entered a Christian evangelical organisation. I thought that would make my family, especially my dad, happy. And I did some training there, and then we performed what was called outreaches to the ignorant masses who were tottering on the precipices of eternal torment, a.k.a. Hell. Da-da-da-da, da 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 Yes, hell, that very scary place. But let me tell you, hell exists on Earth, because in the absence of love, where fear is, hell is doesn't need to be a geographical place it's a frequency hell and it's called fear in the absence of love but anyway going back to my evangelical training and working in this organization i felt it was my duty to inform and save everyone which was quite a bloody arduous task for a thin little 50 kilogram 20 year old who was acutely empathic and very mercy-motivated. So not surprisingly, after a year of feeling the need to be perfect and a wonderful testimony to everyone, um, I fell ill. And I needed a year to recover from that sort of vast and innovating world mission of saving everyone. And it was during my recovery um, in this group that I met and married uh, the man that I would be together with for the next decade, the very mature and developed age of 20 years old. So it was during this marital covenant, you could say there was a, a falling out of the marriage or let's say probably a more accurate description would be a growing out of it. Um, and during this time, during this decade, I had a um, emotional, intellectual, spiritual and Sexual? Yes. Awakening. I remember hiding in the kitchen when some of the deacons from the church came to visit me. They were called the dongles. They came with a plant in hand, bless them, to provide a little bit of pastoral care for my lack of attendance and the waywardness of what I was doing and I remember it was it was a concern. And it was a huge step for me to step outside the security of this group and this community and start to listen to that still small voice inside me that needed to explore and find things out for myself rather than being a good girl for God who ticked all the boxes, obeyed everything, but was internally combusting with the pressure of trying to hold it all together. And there was always that little threat of hell and punishment and not being under God's blessing and therefore things could fall apart at any moment if I didn't hear right and get it right which is not a very loving concept but somehow I had this kind of twisted mentality in my mind and I don't think all people in organised religion have it but I did Anyway, I had left the building, so to speak and um, dressed in my new clothing which was a lot less missionary than my gathered skirts and my sweatshirts. Um, I was wearing stretched jeans and PVC. I left, confused yet determined. Packed up, sold up. And I remember leaving to the sound of Cat Stevens, almost like a, not an overture, an exiture. It was just ringing in my ears. And as I am a poet and a singer and a a um, creative individual. I'm going to give you what I heard ringing in my ears as I left because it was a bit scary stepping out into the wild world and everything had been ruled and placed out for me to go out and discover life for myself. It was a bit daunting but I found I would die if I didn't do it. I had to know the truth. And I set up a new prayer which was God, give me courage, give me strength and just give me the goddamn uh, beep. Beep. Oh, truth now that I've lost everything to you you say you want to start something new and it's breaking my heart you're leaving baby I'm grieving that if you want to go take good care hope you have a lot of nice things to wear. And I did in the end, I did a fashion design degree. But then a lot of nice things turned bad out there. And man, some things went really bad, moldy and stinky. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. It's hard to get by upon a smile. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. I'll always remember you as a child girl and I did feel like a child when I left that marriage I was 30 going on maybe 12 (laughs) okay let's be a bit kinder going on 19 there was just so much I didn't know and I hadn't found out for myself and it was like entering my teen years in my early 30s and I went off um the next three decades I went off and I swept up in a creative adventure where I traveled I traveled all over the world I had a job teaching English at a university in Asia and that gave me ample time to also write and I published books which was a small claim to fame for me and a childhood dream realized little me doing all this i went to university which was a biggie no one in our family had ever had a university education and that was that was out of my frame of reference only intelligent people do that but i did it did a fashion degree and it was so much fun and then i thought oh i better do something sensible so i did a master's in education in second languages and a few other bits and pieces and then in between all of that i Painted and exhibited, and I went all Fauvist and abstract art. Then I renovated some houses, I started up businesses, and most importantly of all, I went through the labyrinth of my heart. I explored, I imploded and exploded, I intricated, I extricated, I intimated, and then I extimated the love, the love of others romantic love and the love of self and some are in there also the love of what I would later call the divine and over that time I really did dissect all my beliefs, my Christian mythology, my Mr. Big in the sky I want your pie don't ask me why, give me or die Hmm. And in the process produced two cathartic poetry books as I navigated Divine Thorns between satin sheets, uncovering the truth of a god that actually might be part of me. Hmm. Thirteen years later, after my overseas adventure, and 13 yes that's the devil's number oh the irony of divine humor i returned to new zealand and that's how my writing came into existence through all of these experiences somehow i converted these experiences to something meaningful all this confusion, this existential crisis, who am I, what am I, is there a God, what is God, blah, 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 rattling through the undergrowth of my subconscious to create something that for me was meaningful, pretty and transformative, like a dress I would design, yes, and this is not a frivolous metaphor Because one may die for a beautiful dress. And clothes, well, they could be everything, if we let them be. A dress that I would design, it would be uh, protective but exposing. Slippery yet embracing. Sensual but practical. Timeless and yet avant-garde. This was the metaphor that I came to as I created my divine. My let's call it reversible, pattern-made, constructed garment that I started to wear. And let me tell you, it was redrafted so many times with so many pricks, pinpricks, that I basically bled this label into existence. And was it worth it? You bet, your sweet ass, it was. It was, and I would do it again. I would do it again. I wanted truth, I wanted courage, I wanted strength. That was the prayer when I left. I left not knowing anything, not sure of anything. The rug pulled out from under my feet, the framework gone. But I was determined, and this is my Welsh determination I think, that I wanted to know the truth. God give me courage and strength to find the truth, whoever God is or whatever it is. And, decades later, I was able to fabricate, create something, a design, a dress something romantic, something durable something transformative, something reversible It could be worn on many occasions, in any occasions, and no occasions but that I had created myself and that meant something to me Oh, I'm feeling a biblical frequency coming on just a moment, ooh, there it is. And on the seventh day, my God rested and became a dress. And many were them that sought the divine, appearing naked and unashamed at the door of wardrobe heaven. Oh, but I poetically digress, which is kind of one of the points of life, isn't it? A life, a poem, a metaphor. Hmm, you know after assimilating back to New Zealand and wondering who and what I was meant to be, I suddenly found myself in Australia on a past life regression course. Thinking how do I reinvent myself now I am back in my home country. I've been through this experience, who am I now, what do I want to do, what is meaningful to me. I can't go back to an ordinary life. I cannot do a nine to five job. So I created something to live in by the sea, and began to feel, explore, think, and found myself, like I said, on this course. One day, on our lunch breaks, I was musing out loud. I love this work, I love the spirituality, I love past life regressions, I really want a channel. I had always wanted a channel. As a child I would often get dreams, pictures, visions, words, knowing. I just empathically knew how to read people and sometimes I would get things, pictures and flashes of the future and this was acceptable and known in the church. They recognised, validated and encouraged the use of gifts but there were some limitations And I found myself musing out loud to these two Aussie women who I'd never met before. I really want to do channeling. So they said, try it on us. And so I did. That was spot on. That was right, that was perfect. You need to be doing this. And so I returned to New Zealand. They chased me up and somehow, somewhere, Over the rainbow. Oh, I can feel a song coming on. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, there's a land that I've heard of once in a lullaby. Love that song. That's what it felt like. Somewhere over the rainbow, like it was always over the rainbow. I could never get there, I could never reach was something in me some destiny some longing i read all these books about psychics and channelers i went to them i didn't think i could do it or be it of course i couldn't you know it's not a god thing i mean i'd get into trouble i'd fall out of god's blessing satan could attack me and devour me oh that would be awful but here i was being affirmed being validated being supported you've got to do this suzanne they said you've got to do this So suddenly here I was with a website, I opened the shop sign and away I went, doing readings, channeling, healing, and I loved it, and I loved it, and I loved it. And so it finally, bloody, came to pass. And she found herself at the end of the rainbow. And all of the experiences, traumas and colour the rainbow blended together into white and to one. And she finally understood why she had trekked and gone through everything she had gone through to bring understanding, compassion, empathy, depth, width and breadth to her work and the space she would hold for others. Ooh, I can feel a King James frequency coming on. Ooh. And behold... The glory of the Lord descended and she became enamoured, yea smitten, with the new divine Versace mm, religion, spirituality, she had invented. And she channeled this intermittently with clients between pattern making and poetry. This divine being was diverse. He, she was inclusive, funny, tender, ever present, and very able, with a touch of sexiness and a little bit of Latino, Mm, oh yeah. This she, he divinity enjoyed long walks on the beach, became her closest companion, and they spent much time together in poetry, creating a fashion line, dancing, and of course, Long, dreamy stairs over a good cup of tea in the Brew with Suzanne Morning. At the end of each podcast month. We do channel guidance and answer your questions. So email them to us, please, at the brew with Suzanne Morning at gmail.com. Visit our site, suzannemorning.com. It's been a pleasure being with you. The portal is calling.